Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. All right, welcome in to the Sports Objective Extra Innings brought to you by PGX Gloves. And with us right now, we have Kyle from LaGrange. Barber. what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on, Dave? Uh, it was a good, uh, good, good, uh, good opening weekend. Pirates start the season off 3-0 and uh, off to a good start. Absolutely. We're bringing in a baseball expert, a guy that knows more about baseball than I'll ever know, Mike Mullis. Mully, how you doing, man? Good, buddy. How are you? Good. Glad to have you on tonight. Sorry for the delay, but uh, we'll go ahead and get we'll go ahead and get started. Yeah, we're, we're still waiting to find out what the situation with AEW is right now. We know the what CW the... has got NXT. What and in the world is going on? Sorry, I don't know what I hit. Watching the show, the pay per view. Like some show. wrestling stuff in the background. Yeah, hang yeah, on. Exactly. Yeah, Dave has, uh, has, has hang has, on. Has, hit the wrong button here. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, we're bringing in Mike Mullis. Uh, what a great way to start. Sorry, Molly. You're good. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the series this week. Uh, first of all, let's get your thoughts before the series and uh, and now after the series. What were your thoughts going into the season about this team? I think it's kind of uh, both, both ends kind of held serve. I, um, I really like the pitching. I like the depth of pitching. I like the depth of the club. I think that the, the 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 challenges remain the same for this club, and it's going to be some type of consistency behind the plate. Uh, Wilcoxon obviously offensively did not have the weekend that he wanted. Uh, what concerned me is it seemed like at times he took his his offense to his defense, and that's kind of a you know, and nothing glaring. It, it wasn't a problem against a team that, quite frankly, you're outmanning. Um, but there were some botch balls and, and kind of sloppy receiving that there was a little bit of a concern. And I, I, again, had that feeling going into the weekend. I will tell you, I think it's great to see uh, uh, JC back. Uh, he, he, he had a, a nice weekend. And this pitching staff that they faced is a non-traditional staff. Matter of fact, the, the ILO kid on Friday night was like 68 to 84 with the mix of pitches. So the, the adjustments aren't, aren't easy when you're facing that. You don't really work on that a whole lot. Um, I, I mean, I just think all in all, it was it was what you want to get out of a, a opening weekend 
uh, as you know, as being the eleventh ranked team in the country. No doubt. And the other thing is, was a thirty runs to thirty to two. Um, that really stood out to me because I, I think last year, I think it's safe to say, Mully, the bats were just not there last year. And I know it was Ryder; it's the opening weekend. Um, but we've had situations where we lost a series a couple of years ago. So, uh, and what was it swept by Bryant a couple of years ago? So for two years ago, so it was good to see them coming out and taking care of business. Yeah. And I would, I mean, I think that the staff did a nice job. The pitching staff did a nice job. I I would say, if you know, as a coach and if they're looking at it and, and you know, they are, uh, probably wanting a few more guys than you would have liked to have walked, especially with a light, you know, fairly light hitting Bryant club. I got to think, and I hadn't looked at the stats yet, and I will a little bit later on. I I got to feel like uh, we got to be top five in the country in strikeouts. I mean, I, a lot of punchies this weekend and, and, and being our pitching against their hitting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with you. I, I, it was good to see, you know, good teams beat lesser teams the way they're supposed to beat them, right? Like, so if if I know that I'm, you know, Alabama football and I'm playing, you know, uh, a one double A team, I should beat them handily. And I think that's kind of what we saw this weekend. Not at all a, a bad weekend. There were sputters in the offense. There were more fly balls. It's kind of funny to me. There were more fly balls. I've watched a ton of fall baseball, a ton of early spring baseball in East Carolina. There were a lot more fly balls against this lesser pitching than we typically see out of this offense or I've seen out of this offense. So I think that's an adjustment they'll make. I will also tell you, going back to Aiello, the the guy that came in Friday night, left-hander, nobody works on 68 in Division I baseball, right? Like you just don't go up and crank the pitcher machine down uh, to face that. So non-conventional staff, I think the Pirates did what they had to do. I will tell you, I think that, that, again, the coaching staff probably looking at this thing going, you know, these lulls offensively, we can't we can't continue to repeat that and get to where we want to go. And also the team we're facing next weekend, they scored 46 runs this weekend against Wagner. So, you know, there you have it. Good teams beat bad teams the way they're supposed to beat them. We scored – 30 runs, they scored 46. So, I mean, it, it's all kind of uh, kind of relative to, to you know to the environment and, and who you're playing. Back to back shutout Saturday and Sunday. First time we've done that in a while. How hard is that to do in baseball at this level? Say it again, Kyle. I'm sorry, I lost you a little bit. Back to back shutout Saturday and Sunday. Um, first time we've done that in a while. How hard is it to do that at this level? No, it's it look back to back wins at this level is 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 a challenge. And again, this you know th- this Ryder Club had some accolades coming in as far as looking back to last year. They lost a lot off last year's club. They had Mono run through the program, so that, I mean they were they were a little bit short staffed. But none of that can matter uh, when you're looking at this. This at the end of the day, the the, the Pirates had to do what they did, and that's you know, again, shut guys out. They only allowed – I think the Pirates gave up seven or eight hits all weekend. Um, I mean, it's the controllables. It's the – can we play good defense? Can we – you know, the things that each player can can control execution-wise at, at every opportunity given. But, yeah, no, look, back-to-back setouts is a, 
it's a big deal. And quite frankly, the kid that hit the two home runs, the freshman left fielder, uh, he wasn't even supposed to be in the lineup. He was only in the lineup because of the other guys having uh, mono. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, look, it, that that's that's the beauty of of sport. Friday night, you were on the call uh, when Parker Bird comes up to the plate. Um, you know, gets to walk on five pitches. Um, talk about that. Talk about talk about uh, just being there, experiencing that. Um, you know, it was on uh, ABC. I guess they still call their news program World News Tonight. It was the top, well, not the top story, but the closing story last night. It was a lot of exposure for Parker, a lot of exposure for the program. So uh, talk about just, just experiencing that. Um, you know, and, and, and per the call that Darren and I had, I, I, I uh, it was emotional. It was, you know, I've spent a lifetime in this stuff, right? Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old now and I've, I, I grew up since like age four or five, you know, as soon as I could play, that's when I started playing. And so it, it was the most amazing, uh, and I, I said this on the call, it was, I've never seen anything like it. Um, it was really, really cool and really inspirational for a lot of folks that are going through things, you know, and it's, I think that's why it becomes a mainstream um, conversation or a mainstream story, because this goes way past sports, way past baseball. This is, um, this is climbing the highest mountain. Uh, and I and, and who knows what the future holds? Who knows how it looks, uh, you know, for for Parker and his playing career? But at the end of the day, does it? I mean, does it really matter? His family's there, the emotion, the pure. I mean, just the pure emotional feeling in the in the stands. It, I mean, it was a big deal, Kyle. And I and I, you know, again, I, so I I I I I meet some buddies afterwards and. We have a, a couple beers and we're just talking and they're asking me the same thing you ask. And I, I finally got off the phone about midnight via either text or phone calls. And I'm talking about people from the Midwest, coaches I know out, you know, out in the Midwest. And, and it's – they were – everybody was impacted. And, and, and that's one of those deals like if this doesn't get your juices flowing, you, you know, you don't have a heart in your chest. And it was, it was cool, man. It was, it, it was beyond cool. It was amazing. And it, it's proof that, that, that perseverance pays. And it was, um, we were just really lucky, right place, right time. I mean, I'm not a, you guys know me. I'm not a like media guy. Like I'm, I'm just a old baseball coach. And, and, and but going into the call, uh, I knew that, there was a good chance this may happen and seven spot in the first. And I'm like, all right, this is going to happen. And I will tell you, I thought after the uh, Jenkins coward home run over the scoreboard, I'm like, all right, this is when Cliff's going to do it. Uh, you know, the, the, the fans are still here and it's still daylight and it's kind of an electric environment. And it's a 10 run lead. And I watch him walk over Again, from you know, from my perch in the press box, I watch him walk over, and I, I kind of he's pointing and he's telling somebody to grab a bat, and I, I and I kind of tap there and I go, hey, it may be right now, excuse me, but it was uh, Bristol Carter, 
you know, and so we go all the way back around lineup, and then I see Parker show up again from the press box looking down, and he's got on batting gloves, and he's got a bat in his hand, and he's going over the, the, the scouting report for the new pitcher that they just brought in. And right then I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah, and it was an amazing moment. I think um, I think anybody watching it, you know, got goosebumps. A lot of, lot, a lot of, as you quoted Coach Ruffin McNeil, a lot of eyeball sweat. Um, I, you know, unbelievable moment. Like you said, transcend sports. Um, you, if you don't, if you didn't feel something, you don't have a heart in your chest, and not just Pirate Nation. That's why it was on ABC News. Um, what was it like for you? Did it did, did it matter to you? Was it a big deal to hear your voice on ABC News last night? You know what, Kyle? I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't hear it. I didn't see it uh, on NBC News. Um, I've had several people send me. Yeah, so backing up to your question, is it a big deal? It's just a big deal to have been involved in that. Again, I'm not a media guy. I'm just a baseball guy, right? Like I just in sports. And so probably for Darren, Darren, this is kind of this is what he does for me this is is a is more of a passion play if that's you know not to be too syrupy or sappy or whatever but it is really cool to have people you think a lot of reach out and say hey man we heard your call i had I had somebody else say it was a viral call and i i yeah it's cool to anytime you're part of history which is what happened and especially in that circumstance, yeah, yeah, it's a cool deal. But I'm also a guy who's won a lot of games, been around a lot of things, and it didn't mean anything to me until I got downstream. You know, it was an expectation. Uh, last night was certainly a incredibly special situation, but not because I was on the call, because Parker Bird fought his way back, and he, you know, he got his first collegiate at bat. And that's what's amazing when you think about the whole, I work at, for people that don't know, I work at the hospital. And when you people, let me tell you something. The guy is great at baseball, but what I love about Cliff Godwin is how much he loves his players. And to see him when Parker was there and he was rallying behind, you know, one of his players, um, that's what I was thinking about. Could this happen, you know, the weekend and when it happened and see them embracing, thinking, going back in my mind and seeing him back when COVID was going on. So they had to bring him out to the to his family and right there in the main lobby area. And um, to see that and then fast forward to, you know, that some people are saying, we don't know if he's going to make it. And I said, please, God, if anything, we you know, I was praying really hard for him because obviously he's a human being and you want to you know, he's one of us now, a pirate. And then to fast forward to to the Friday night at bat, it's just like incredible. I, I was just hoping. My point is, I was hoping he would live, he would make it, and and then you know all of a sudden now he's playing in a collegiate baseball game at the Division One level, the first time ever. Uh, it's mind blowing. No, it's about. I mean, it's. I mean, what else can we really say, right? Like. Right. That that in in, in the uh, I will say like I called my wife when we got done, and I was like, I don't even know what I said. Like, I remember little 
snippets of like having this thought. I remember saying something to the effect of kind of like the words are hard to find or I, I'm having a tough time getting my words out. Uh, and it's funny, again, not being a, you know, I'm not, uh, uh, you know, Tim McCarver, I'm not, you know, whatever. But I know that in that moment, I my responsibility is to provide the color. That's why I'm called the color guy, right? The analyst. And Darren makes a completely professional, um, as Darren does, he makes a great call. And I'm like, I just spoke from the heart. And I, again, I'm not, I've listened, I, I, I'm telling you guys, I've listened to it now a handful of times that it's been sent to me. And I still can't tell you exactly what I said because it was, it was, it's what every coach dreams of, right? It's, it's a, this kid faced adversity. He overcame adversity. He made the best of the situation. Um, that's, that's what the, focus for me was far more than what am I going to say? I do think, I do think that our call, our, our call collectively did it justice, but we had kind of, this was more about the fans reaction and more about just supporting him a bit than it was about us waxing poetic. Right. No, and then, but, but, but your call did add to it and uh, you guys did a good job. So, um, you know, people can screw stuff up. You guys didn't screw it up. In fact, <laughs> yeah. William says, great job on the call, Mully. And uh, James Cutler said it was amazing. No doubt about it. In fact, and if you haven't seen the ABC story, Mully, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get somebody to get that to you. Uh, they did an incredible job. You're, you're, you're featured on it. I know that's not important to you, but your call is featured on it. Uh, but they just did a great job of, of treating Parker Bird's story with respect and treating East Carolina baseball like it was big time. Like, like whoever – Whoever put that story together seemed to have some knowledge of, of baseball. I'm guessing it was someone for ESPN who put that together for ABC. You know what, KB, it's funny you say that, and, and we as pirates, uh, pirate fans, pirate, whatever you want to say, the, 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 it's, it's funny that you make this statement that they treated us like we're big time, and however, to, to paraphrase, hey, buddy, this program is big time. I know, and it, you know, it. you know, <laughs> yeah, and 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 it did. At the end of the day, like no different than coaching guys, you're like, hey, it it really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about us. But now the world maybe uh, has a little bit of a feel for what we've known all along, and it is a big time program, and it's it's not big time because of facilities. It's not big time because of all the accoutrement. It's big time because and, and I think the slogan that whoever came up with this deserves a huge raise. It just means more. And, and it's, and, and baseball in this community means an awful lot. And, you know, in saying that the passing of Marvin, uh, Marvin Jarman, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what's more emotional uh, to see Parker Bird stroll up in AB or the great Marvin Jarman passing. Uh, it's, it, it's a chat. It's, it's a, inspirationally challenging time. But I, I would also say uh, if we could all live our lives as Marvin Jarman lived his, hey, you know what he did every day is what he loved to do and, and go to ball games and be part of. And, you know, and, and we, we, uh, we, we chase sometimes the brass ring and try to make things uh, where there are no things. And, 
Marvin didn't do that. And uh, uh, RV said a long time ago, and I've used this quote uh, several times, and I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but two things that don't lie, yoga pants and Marvin Jarman. And I'm like, you know what? I can get behind that because it's very true. Uh, so, I, you know, it's it's a um, as is life. It's a it's a kind of a roller coaster in the community right now. Um, you know, God bless and prayers for Marvin and his family and RV and the whole Rose family. But but Marvin extended way past Rose. I mean, he he did. He was he is a uh, was and is a an absolute icon and and in youth athletics and what it means to be a fan. Uh, and if we could all follow his lead, uh, the fans, the umpires, the the participants would all have a better time if we could just enjoy sitting back and and, and taking in the game. I, mean, I couldn't say it better. Uh, so many times, I'm, uh, I think it was back in the late 90s when I started in radio and found out about Marvin and uh, RV and their relationship, uh, good friends and, and all the people that have given him rides and just a great guy. And uh, you think about Rose and how, what that meant to him, but uh, think about the same thing, how, how there's so many people pouring their hearts out today that were fans of Rose or not fans of Rose, but they lived in Greenville and Pitt County and they knew who he was. And so it's hard to, you know, a guy like that, uh, I know he uh, was 77, but you want that guy to be like 105, 110, you know, if obviously if he had quality of life, but uh, certainly he's going to be missed. And I know especially in the in the rampant, uh, all the fans there, it's uh, he's an icon for, that's probably close to 30 years I've known about Marvin Jarman, you know, starting my career in Greenville. You know what, Dave, though, I think you're slighting the rest of, of the sports world. It, it's, I, I swear to you, it's not a, uh, it's not a Rose thing. It, it, he certainly is Mr. Rose. No question. Rose, Island, no question. But there's a lot of people. I mean, you know, he would come in my dugout when I was coaching Legion ball, we were playing a guy Smith. He would come in the dugout and, you know, be around, be around the guys, whatever, until rabbit Fulgham showed up in the other dugout. And then he's across the field to go hang out with the green central guys or, or green County guys, as it may be. So, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, um, the loyalties lied where they lied with Marvin, but they were always earnest. And it's, um, it, again, it's, <clears throat> it's somewhat of a sad day. And it is a sad day, I guess. But at the end of the day, we're all better for having experienced Marvin and for having had the, we all, you can walk up and down the street and talk to lots of people and ask them about their interaction with Marvin Jarman. And every story is going to be different, but every story is going to be exactly the same at the core. Marvin Jarman was who he was, and he was unapologetic. And for whatever reason, if you want to say it was his, his specialty, if you want to say whatever, but at the end of the day, we could all take a page out of that book. No doubt. With a few minutes we have left with you, John White, uh, we'll get a couple questions. And he says, Campbell, not the same team, always formidable coming up. UNC with three games and ODU in a seven-day stretch will be a good test. He's talking about Parker as well. One of the most special moments I've seen for ECU since my time beginning in 1987. 
Yeah, so Campbell um, Campbell will never be the same team year in, year out. They are they 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 play the game, they play the hand that they're dealt, right? We we talk about that with our players. Play the hand that you're dealt. Um Campbell's good. They just took two out of three from UCSB, who was like number, I want to say UC Santa Barbara's like number 17 in the country. The top. Uh, yeah. And so, so Campbell nipped them for two. Uh, the Where was the played, Molly? Do what, Bob? Where was the series played? Uh, that's a great question. I think it was at Campbell. Okay. Wow. Uh, I saw the scores, but I didn't even I, and I should have picked up on the box score, but I I just was checking scores. Um, yeah, John, so there's 17. So did did you go the Tar Heels just bludgeon Wagner, 46 runs. Uh, they got like seven arms in today. So I mean, yeah, no no question that that we're 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 gonna. We're going to find out a little bit more about this club, but and and and, and what people have to realize, it does like it doesn't matter if if we win the week. Sure, that's what you want to do every week. But you got to go back to remember a team that was a game below 500, 22 games in, and they ended up hosting a super. So it's one of those things where identities are being formed. I tell you what I like. I like Carter Cunningham. I like where JC is. I like um, Dixon Williams. Now, I, I do worry a little bit about Dixon defensively, not from a glove-on-ball standpoint, but a little bit of a throwing standpoint. But he's going to get you more than he's going to give up. The plate stuff behind the dish, the catching, may be a little bit of a concern. But when I look at the outfield depth and the guys that can hit, run, the team speed, the pitching depth, they literally have – East Carolina has four guys that are very capable of being Sunday starters. Now, Shakeman has decided to go back to the pen or they decided for him or however that shook out. Uh, but there there are, like, Jade Winters. They, I mean, there are options. They – they, you know, the uh, – I'm drawing a blank. Chris, uh, the kid from uh, – Chris, uh, the pitch Friday night, pitch Saturday, works fast. I'm drawing a blank. But, uh, but you've got him and then Norby. And, look, the pitching staff has depth. It, it, and more importantly, in my time around this club, what I take away is that these dudes love each other. They genuinely care. And I'm going to tell you, the best team, the best team I've ever been a part of was a team that just did everything together and they were in it for each other's best interest, not their own. When you get to that point, man, all bets are off and anything can happen. Was it Chris Kaler? Kaler, yeah. Kaler, man, I love the way he works. He works fast. He gets the ball. Now, Kaler's also a guy that when you send him in a game, send him in a game, if you take him out of the pen, you almost want to have another guy down there Number one, he works really quick, so he can throw a lot of pitches before you turn around. Secondly, he's like a what we used to call a jarp, just another another average right-handed pitcher as it relates to velocity. He's like 86, 88, spin a breaking ball. If he's missing, he doesn't throw pitches in the white part of the plate. He's working black the whole time, 
His breaking ball is effective early. I mean, but if he doesn't have that, you almost need to have like a backup plan already happening because it could blow up on you in a hurry. But look, man, I, I the I mean the the I, I like the staff. I like what they have. I I, I mean it's I, I will tell you this, Mike Mullis's take. And Cliff Goblin may, if he's watching or watches later, he may. This team is different. This team uh, has feel, has chemistry, has every. Teams that win the most, the most important thing to them is not winning. It's it's not the destination. It's the trip. And these guys value that trip to get better and whatever the destination is all right so be it no doubt and uh shell has a question for you mully from the queen city hello to shell and charlotte he says mully do you think J- uh, jenkins coward can get back to his production of his freshman year Shell, you know what's funny he hit 500 on the weekend with two home runs yeah i'm sorry I was giving his number six for 12, two home runs. Yeah, I don't think we can um, expect that every weekend. Right. And, and again, he's going to get a better dose. I'll tell you what you notice. And, and Shell, and answer your question, he's working earlier, right? Like, so last year they kind of tried to back him out, uh, have him see more pitches. Th- this weekend, it was like, dude, if you see it and you want to pull the trigger, pull the trigger. It got him out half the time. But half the time it was really good. So what you're going to start seeing is 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 opposing staffs pitch against that. So you have guys like that that just think if I see a pitch and I can get my bat on it, I can hit that pitch with productivity. As we see better and better pitching, that's going to be a little bit of a challenge. But yeah, in answer to the the the, the, the short question, show yeah, I, I mean. I've watched his BP. I watched him in the fall. He was not good. I watched him early spring. He was not good or good-ish. The progression, here's the thing with him. When you see him, little insider deal, when you see him hit a ball backside, you know he's going to have a good day. You hear my crowds in there yelling. They're, they're still around the Apparently they don't know that I'm on a big time podcast. <laughs> well, I know you have to uh, run. Do you have any final thoughts? We've kept you over a couple minutes, but wanted to have you on tonight. It's a great uh, weekend, and I know the like uh, we've had some viewers and listeners already say that we've got a tough uh, few games ahead. Obviously, this week is going to be very telling. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I I can promise you this: those guys. You know, they're not worried about it. It, it. it is. This was a great weekend to do what happened. You know, you, you go out, beat it around, have a good weekend. Weather was, you know, better than it could have been. And it was still brutal if you're a consumer of the game. But at the end of the day, um, no, I, I mean, look, they, they. this is what it's all about. Like, I don't, I don't want to face your number four guy. I want to face your number one guy. And I can promise you this this power club feels the same way. So no, it's gonna be fun, man. Look, and I've I look forward. I've got Sunday's call and we'll we'll have a good time with that. And um, you know, it, it look th- th- this is what it's about. It it look, Rick Flair said it best. 
to be the man. You got to beat the man, right? That's so right. let's go beat them. Let's let's at least play them. And if we win more than we lose, we know we're better than than most. There you go. That's a great way to end. Thank you so much, my friend, and I appreciate you. And uh, before we let you go, too, uh, I wanted you to plug your your businesses because you've been so good to us and uh, love, oh, love love all the stuff you're doing. Oh, look, man, don't worry about all that. It's every day's a uh, every day's a different day, and we're just out here grinding. So I appreciate you guys. Until Bubba get a damn watch. Okay. <laughs> all, right. all right. We will, man. All right. All right. All right. You guys take yeah. care. All right. All right. Bye. All right, great to have Mully on with us, obviously. Yeah. And uh, we actually have now time for, uh, we wanted to get him on. He had the crowd there over his house. So I uh, appreciate him very much and spending time with yeah, us. Yeah, he had 845 uh, stop time. He went a little over with us. But uh, as Mully was saying, good weekend for the Pirates. Started off 3-0, and uh, JCC or JC or Jacob Singing Coward, whatever you want to call him. Uh, big weekend, 6-12, for 12, two home runs, as we mentioned. The pitching was as expected. Um, you know, I, I guess maybe the question was for Sunday and the Sunday, you know, the Sunday pitching was good. We got to shut out the day. Can't ask for any, any, anything better than that. Um, as Dave, if we've talked about tough week ahead with Campbell, the Tar Heels, ODU after that, then you hit into the Keith LeClaire classic. You got the likes of, uh, you got the likes of, uh, of Purdue and Fullerton, uh, coming to town. So the schedule amps up in a hurry. And ODU. But, you, oh, yeah. I mentioned ODU. Uh, it's like, it's like Mully said. You know, let's say this week with, with, with the four against, we'll stick with this week with the four against Campbell in North Carolina. Yep. You, you'd like to go, you'd like to go three and one. You'd like to go four and oh. Um, you know, it worth two and two. Um, but let's say it's a one for three week. But that don't mean the season's over. Correct. It's all right to be disappointed. It's all right to be pissed off. But it's a lot of baseball. This ain't football. Um, it, it, there you it's, go. It's, there's a lot of games to be played. So, if things uh, don't go our way this week, I hope nobody panics just yet. Uh, so let let the season play out. But yeah, of course, it sure would be nice to take the series from the Tar Heels and and beat Campbell midweek. And I don't believe we won a game in Boys Creek since 1993. Uh, I know that's wrong, but it just seems like it. <laughs> well, I tell you one thing: they you know they walked us off last year there at um, Boys Creek. And you think about it, Kyle. I was talking to some folks in the press box today, and. This Campbell baseball and East Carolina baseball series is really, really like a huge rivalry. I mean, more than I, what- I would say in a way, Dave, um, it's almost I won't say take the pl- taking the place, but it's kind of overshadowed the Wilmington series as of late. Yeah, um, I think um, there's still a lot of a lot of hate, so to speak, you know, between Wilmington and East Carolina. Um, just going back from a few years ago to the debacle in the uh, in the regionals and you know the old CAA days, but in in the last couple of years, I would argue this this Campbell series has become more heated than the Wilmington series. I don't know if everybody would agree with that, disagree with it, or what. Just my personal feeling. No, you're right because uh, last year, you know, we have. If you think about it, Kyle, we talked about this about not hosting the regional. You have three one-run ball games against Campbell last year, three. And, you know, we couldn't get it done. Shoulda, coulda, we didn't. Um, this is a brand-new year. But that kind of – those close games like that and the walking off in Bowie's Creek last year like we had, um, that kind of stuff, it just adds to – like you said, it adds to a, a rivalry. And 
you know, Justin Harrison, a great job there in Bowie's Creek with Campbell. I mean, they have, they're, they're knocking at the door of Omaha also with the super regional appearances, you know, regional appearances. Um, they get great talent there and, um, we're going to have, we'll have our hands full, but guess what? They're going to have their hands full too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, oh, um, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're number, we're number 11 for a reason. Yeah. And, um, I know you're not big on the polls, but for those that are, it doesn't look like I don't think we're going to make it in the not that it matters at this point, but I don't think there's going to be much movement. So don't for those that pay attention to the polls, um, don't be surprised if we're pretty much the same. And that's OK, because we we held our own. We held serve. We played extremely well. And that serves us that service well for this week coming up. Yeah, and you know, the polls really don't matter, but we will have an opportunity to move up in the polls this coming week. Uh, you handle your business oh, yeah. this coming week. We go three and one. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll move up in the polls. Um, I believe top four and we'll move way up. Um, the reason but, I, yeah, said, I'm sorry. Yeah, the reason why I said that is because, uh, and Jr. and the folks watching, listening right now, help me. But I believe I was talking to the guys in the press box at the end of the game. I believe every single um, person, uh, person, every single team in the top 10 uh won this weekend so that's why we're i'm not saying it's because of our performance it's because of what the people did ahead of us no it's hard it's hard to move up when the people in front of you are winning um when you're beating Ryder. like i say uh with the week we have coming up we'll have a chance to move up even if people in front of us win um because we're playing you know big time competition so okay um, i've got a question for you right now kyle and for uh, we can uh, put this out to everybody watching, listening live. Who do, William says, who do you think uh, gets the start Tuesday at Campbell? Uh, that's a oh good God, question. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, uh, there's so this, many yeah. options, and and being that uh, William, to, I'm not trying to avoid the question, but the reason why it's not that we're being indecisive, we, it, we've got a lot of options, which is a great thing. Johnny Robertson says, Coach Godwin and Justin here at Campbell are the only two teams. In the nation to either uh, regular season or conference championship to win one, and each of the last five full seasons, Cliff is ten and six against Campbell. So that's it. I I knew that we were better than, but it's just the last three. It's last year that really hurts, but that's yeah. part of the game. Uh, John White says Gator lost one, rained out twice, but they're uh, but they were not falling far. And then um, Johnny Robertson's going, and I was wondering, Johnny, this is one of the guys I thought about when we were talking to Mully, and I, if we had some more time, I was going to ask him this question. Jaden Winter is one that I had in my mind. So um, Lunksford Sheikman is another one. They come; those are the two that pop in my head. The, you know, like the first two that come to mind. But anything. The good news is we have depth, uh, big time at pitching. And I was talking, uh, by the way, Kyle, to Coach O today, if there's some way that we can keep this pitching staff healthy with the bats that we have, we're going to be in good shape. So it just, you know, I know the injuries always play a part of a team, but um, but pitching is going to be, um, if we can keep those guys healthy, we've got yeah, very... You know, this is the second time of two days you've talked about our pitching staff getting injured. I don't know if you're paranoid or what, but stop talking about it. Okay. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. You go. You go. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna talk it into fruition. No, I'm let's, not. Uh, I'm not let's, let's just not even talk about the position no, getting injured. No. I'm not no, putting no. out the interview. Uh, the inter- the universe uh, for sure. But um, certainly, I tell you what. Uh, really happy overall. I know there's a lot of people 
um, that would yeah, and guy, and I, I want to say this for everybody listening. If you, if you want the the in depth breakdown um, like we normally do for each game, Bubba always is our stat guy. Uh, Bubba will be back with us next week. At least I'm assuming, and uh, we'll 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 be with all the stats to break down each game. And of course, next week against North Carolina and Campbell, having all those stats breaking down each game will be much more important than the Ryder series. So, just for anybody who may be missing that with tonight's episode, that will be back next week. Okay. Um, we uh, and as a matter of fact, I mean, it's one of those things where everybody we, uh, as you know, there's four different guys on the show and four. Uh, schedules, people traveling. I mean, it's a lot going on. Um, by the way, I wanted to mention that something I'm very proud of, and thanks to Kyle. Kyle and Bubba have been with me like every step of the way, but the Keith LeClaire Classic coming up on March 1st, that is actually our sixth anniversary of the show. I'm really proud of uh, um, all the guys on the show, obviously, and all our listeners and viewers. Uh, it's been, speaking of uh, when Mully was talking about a journey. We've had a, a big time journey and uh, really proud of uh, the product that we put out. And obviously uh, we've got a lot more to go this year as far as sports are going, but a uh, good win for basketball. Softball did well this weekend. Uh, disappointing. I know that Kim McNeil and company, as far as uh, women's basketball, they left a, lost a tough one yesterday, 72 to 70, um, but uh, really proud of their season. So things are looking up. Yeah, three wins in a row for the men's basketball team. Yeah. Nice win and win today over Tulane. Really dominant win in the second half. Yeah. Uh, you know, schedule gets uh, – uh, we, we got uh, Rice, and then after that schedule gets a lot tougher with Memphis, North Texas, SMU, Charlotte, all to close out the season. So uh, we'll really find out how much we've improved when we get into those last four games. Um, but, you know, as we uh, focus um, – the attention back on baseball. Um, do you, uh, do we have a question there, Dave? Well, William makes a great comment. If Cam Clonch keeps delivering it, it'll be tough to keep him out of the lineup. You know, um, I'm glad you brought yeah. that up, William, because, you know, coach, <laughs> coach G, um, Cliff Godwin was talking about Cam. Cam, uh, obviously with a home run today, space again, having those two options, I mean, either one of them can start right and Clonch is a guy that is selfless a guy that puts team first as coach was talking about i'm paraphrasing and really happy about that you need guys like that that have a lot of talent and they're going to do whatever it takes to win just like luke nowak today uh dh um you know wherever they can put you you know in the lineup always remember that as i told my son when he was asking me about what position he could play in football, I said, whatever the coach tells you. And um, like year before last was his first year of football. And that's the same way with here with these guys. Really proud of uh, Cam Clonch. Carter Cunningham, uh, that's a guy that he talked about at the media day. He, uh, Kyle, I don't know if you remember, he enters the transfer portal. He ends up staying at East Carolina. He even admitted at media day he probably didn't handle things the right way. And look at him. He has home runs. He uh, JC has home runs this weekend. I mean, and Coach Godwin was talking about, Kyle, uh, something he talked about the media day also was the fact that he has a really difficult job. And what he means by that is we've got a lot of good players, but only those, you know, those nine guys, you can only put nine guys on the field. And so it's great to uh, have the depth that we have this and Coach O told me this too. This is probably the most um, we've had as far as depth at uh, position players in a good while. I mean, you've got a lot of guys that can play um, the infield, 
Um, so it's a good it's a good problem to have. You look at the pitching; we've got a lot of depth. So, um, well, so you, yeah, I'm going to Omaha for sure this year. There you go. Kyle said it. <laughs> yeah, Kyle said it, folks. Book your flights now. Uh, no, the potential is always there, but you know, I, I'm uh, just trying to overhype it. But yeah, it's good to have depth, and um, and you know, we 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 got all, depth is one thing. What we have is quality depth, and uh, and and both in the at, at most of the positions, and uh, and definitely on the pitching staff, and uh, depth will take you far, particularly pitching depth. Um, Dave, uh, do we have the graphic? Oh, we got Bubba. Bubba's here. Hey, Bubba. Yeah, we can talk some stats now as far as uh, we got Bubba's still on mute. So we got to make sure Bubba's going to actually be here. So we'll, yeah. we'll give Bubba a second to uh, see if he wants to chime in. But um, here's we, a uh, good. No, you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, uh, we uh, we uh, the, the PGX Club's uh, player and pitcher of the week is a uh, come. Okay, evidently Bubba was just correcting some graphics there. But the uh, the PGX gloves uh, pitcher and player of the week. Uh, do we have those graphics, or are we just gonna we just gonna tell the listeners who the uh, pitchers and player of the week are? All right, so there the, we go. Ba PGX you, Club Bubba. pitcher of the week. So I go believe, ahead, and take it, Dave. Okay, the pitcher of the week. I believe we're going with uh, help me out, Bubba. I believe Zach Roots. I believe we're going with Zach Roots. Um, his performance yesterday. I mean, he was uh, incredible, and that's the thing, Jay Connor. Five innings today. You look at, of course, Trey Savage. He looked great Friday. Um, but I think we're going with Zach Roots for the PGX Gloves Pitcher of the Week. And again, talk about a tough uh, pick to make. All of them look great. And uh, get this, guys. I forgot how many um, innings the starters had for the you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday rotation. Guess how many? Hey, Kyle, guess how many runs they gave up our starting pitching? Uh, yeah, I think zero. One. One. Okay. Well, one run. I found that out after the game today. So, one yeah, I'll run. admitted. I admittedly, I was not locked in this weekend. I I got to, I got to see uh, the majority of the game Friday. Missed almost the entire game yesterday, and got to see the majority of the game today. So, uh, forgive me for not getting that exactly right. It's a zero. It was right. one. Okay, and uh, he has uh, Zach Root. Uh, 4.2 innings pitched, and he had uh, seven strikeouts and one walk. Starters, uh, 13.2 innings pitched, one run, one earned run, five hits, 21 strikeouts, and six walks. So um, somebody's going to get that KFC, uh, <laughs> that leg, uh, uh, for sure. But, chicken leg. Chicken uh, leg. All right, so we, uh, so we PGX Gloves, uh, Pitcher of the Week, so we're going to move on to – Player of, the week. player of the week and player of the week. Uh, you know what? I think we're gonna have a tie here. Uh, the first one is, 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 is very obvious and you got to go with Parker bird. Um, you know, Parker obviously transcends baseball, what he did, um, you know, get, it wasn't his numbers, obviously one appearance, one walk. Um, it was what he did as a person persevering for everything he went through. Um, you can't even put it into words and do it justice. Uh, the young man almost lost his life. He went through multiple surgeries. Twenty-two surgeries. Uh, Twenty-two surgeries, exactly. You know, has this you know whole life ahead of him, his whole career, and uh, he persevered. He's pushing through, and you know he's doing it with a prosthetic leg. And you know, maybe you know, he, he really doesn't matter at this point if he doesn't do what he could have done 
right. prior to that accident because what he's doing is bigger than that. I mean, he's given so many people so much hope. And, um, you know, I think he realizes that. And, you know, I, I don't know Parker personally, but from the outside looking in, he's approached it all with such a positive attitude. And you would almost have to or you wouldn't have succeeded or made it this far. Right. So um, Parker Bird, uh, PGS Club Player of the Week. And then we're also going to give it a tie to uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward, who uh, JJC with uh, yeah, six for 12 on the weekend, two home runs. Um, glad to see JJC looking like um, what he looked like his freshman season, at least for the first weekend of the year. And hopefully that will continue throughout the season. Dave, you either muted yourself or you're not talking. I don't want to there we go. There we go. We, we can hear. We can hear to give it. Uh, Bubba has put it there on the screen. Uh, what we've stated there. Uh, Players of the week with uh, Jacob Jenkins Coward. And I uh, put his numbers up right there. All right. Six for 12, two home runs. He had three doubles, five RBI. So a great uh, weekend for him. And, uh, Great uh, for to see him, his efforts. What I was saying, if you uh, you couldn't hear me, but no, we uh, couldn't. Can you hear me now? We got you perfect. Okay, good. What I was saying is the fact that he, after that NC State game, when he got hurt, um, he just wasn't himself, and um, I'm proud of him for his working hard, and he's been working really hard in the off season, and uh, certainly, I think another thing too is. You got to think about something too. When you think about competitors on the opposing teams, they know how to pitch around him. They know what they have to do. He was a freshman, so they didn't know anything about him. And then his sophomore year, he gets hurt, but they also know a little bit about him. And uh, so good to see him uh, bounce back. And yeah, and I don't know this exactly. Also, I think sometimes kids can get in their own head and then play. Coaches try to coach and they get overcoached. And I'm not suggesting Coach Guy, we don't know what the hell he's doing and been overcoaching anybody. But when I think when players get in their heads and then coaches coach them, you know, I, you know, I, it sounds like they told him to go back and take him the approach he took as a freshman this weekend and it worked for him. So, uh, you know, sometimes you, you're as good as you're going to get when you get here. And, um, he won't so bad as freshman year. So, uh, if it ain't broke, don't mess with it. No doubt about it. We're gl- grateful to uh, grateful uh, for him, and you know that's the thing. You have uh, Jacob Starling, you have uh, C- Cunningham, you have uh, Cam Quanch. There's a lot of guys that uh, uh, Brini, Riley Johnson, a lot of. Uh, there's a lot of new kids, but there's a. It seems like Kyle, and I don't know if uh, folks want to comment on this, but uh, Jr. and we've got a lot of uh, James Cutler and uh, Robert Matthews, uh, but. It seems like with these guys, you've got a nice mix of young guys, a lot of talent coming up, but you've also it sound got... sounds like a- you just included our listeners in on the team there. You just kind of ran it together. Robert Matthews is a hell of a player. He is. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. But uh, let's see. Uh, what else? Oh, oh, I have one here for you. Robert Matthews. He's wondering why Kyle Neary is on Ryder's roster. He should be on a top tiers roster. That guy... It's bombs. He's a great outfielder. He's a fresh. Uh, that's the freshman, right, uh, Robert? I believe off the top of my head that hit the two home runs on Friday. Well, you know, Ryder was the tournament tur- tournament team last year. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where Kyle is from, but it could be a geography thing. And uh, if he keeps playing like that, chances are he'll sign an NIL deal with somebody and won't be on Ryder's uh, squad next year. Yeah, John White uh, 
former player, obviously, for the Pirates. He said he also played in the Cape and experience in that atmosphere of players helps us a big deal. No doubt about it. Man, the Cape yep. is uh, good college summer league baseball. Is he referring to, who's he referring to? He's uh, Jacob Coward? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, we've got uh, a lot of uh, a lot of great viewers and listeners tonight. In fact, uh, Bub, if you want to chime in as well, we've got a handful of minutes here. Uh, Kyle, I tell you what, uh, with this team, we talked about the games coming up. Uh, what else? Were there anything else that you know stood out to you uh, for the team this weekend? No, we just did what we were supposed to do more than anything. Um, handled our business. Uh, I mean, I you, you know you're playing Ryder. Uh, it's, it's it's the equivalent. You know, even though they were a tournament team, when you know it, it's kind of the equivalent of playing an FCS school at the start of college football season. And that's no disrespect to Ryder, but you kind of looking forward to more of. Uh, you find out more what we are in the coming in the coming days with Campbell, with UNC, with Old Dominion, and then uh, with the lineup in the uh, Keith LeClaire Classic, with Purdue, uh, Fullerton, and uh, South uh, East Louisiana or Southwest Louisiana, um, Southeast Southwest, wherever the hell they are. Um, so <laughs> it, it, the competition picks up mightily starting. Uh, mid- by the way, yeah, the, the competition is, it picks up mightily starting midweek, and um, so. Uh, we did what we were supposed to do this weekend. And that's really all you can say. Um, you, you know, I, everybody was in a, pi- a panic a couple of years ago after the Bryant right. series and yeah, the way the season kind of started. And then we ended up, you know, making a run, you know, and almost won the supers and went to Omaha. So you can't judge a lot off of week one or even week two, but, uh, you definitely want to win the games anyway. No doubt. It's going to be fun. It's very exciting, uh, to have baseball back and, Man, uh, you are the weather guy. You are the meteorologist for the sports objective. But uh, I know that like five right. years ago, we actually sat out there. It was you, me, Alex, Bubba, uh, Jessica. There was like, what, five of us. But we sat out there and it was uh, it was like t- it was Sunday five years ago. And it was definitely like today. Um, hardcore. The high in Greenville today was only 48 degrees. And um Man, it was something else. So 2019, in my head, it was 2020 before the COVID outbreak, but you're saying it was 2019? Yeah, it was 2019. Okay. Um, let's All see. Right. I was going to, um, and there's a reason how I know, but I'll tell you off the air. Um, but anyway, because usually you're right on that. But uh, listen to the attendance, by the way, Kyle. I wanted to talk about this because I love Pirate Nation. Um, basketball, by the way, over 4,700, 4,725 today for basketball. Great news there. Uh, I think it's the second biggest crowd after Wilmington. Um, But check this out for baseball, Kyle. You think that uh, baseball matters in Greenville? That We had the largest crowd in the history of opening day for Clark O'Claire on Friday, 5,221. Yesterday for Saturday, 5,102. Today, even with the weather, guys, even when things were not great, uh, being a little chilly today, 4,129 in attendance today so um those numbers you're looking at it around 14.5 for three days 14.5 i mean for three games and that's just the beginning of the year yeah. so I, what- I would think i would think next sunday will be a complete sellout with uh as of right now uh meteorologist kyle barber uh says the high next sunday is forecast to be 57 degrees and sunny so, uh, it, you know, next Sunday in Greenville for the uh, for the Tar Heels uh, should be a sold-out Clark LeClaire. And, Bubba, thank you very much. Uh, the South Carolina game had over 5,700 
um, plus, and UNC Wilmington fifty two hundred. So those were the two. So maybe it's third, but a good crowd today, and they did a good job. By the way, Kyle, they had the uh, the little girls, the junior pirate dancers, and they had all their um, families there. So that that helped the attendance out uh, as well. And <laughs> I won't read what Robert said, but he actually was uh, it, he was freezing. He was freezing. Well, it's up on the screen. He said he froze his balls off. So Dave's cutting out on us. Maybe I'm, back. I'm back. You there? All right, there you go. Uh, but Dave, you were scared to read that. Did you freeze your balls off? No, I was in the press box, so I didn't. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Of course you were. Well, you could come up there anytime you want, my friend. Um, but right. yeah, so it, it's good. I tell you why it's good in the press box. I tell you why in baseball because it's going to be chilly. Um, the beginning of the year where it's going to be a hundred degrees by June um, or, you know, the, the way that our weather is, it might be that way, you know, in April, but who knows? But um, for me, the uh, what's great about the the press box is actually, I can really concentrate on the game and uh, get my, no, thought you, 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 you don't, you don't have to give the reason you're, 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 you know, we're members of the press. I, I just give you crap about the press box because, well, I just do because I just do. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we uh, we are very appreciative again. Six years coming up on March first. I want to thank Bubba, Kyle, and Matt. Uh, couldn't be with us tonight. I appreciate that very much. Um, we yeah, uh, and, and and then the people that have helped us through the years since we're coming up on six years. The guys that have yeah. come and gone through the pot. You know, Stevie is a regular contributor. Stevie Fly, Jeff Connors is a regular contributor with his show. Then we, we've had guys that have, uh, that has helped us out over the years. Brendan Shapiro. Um, what about Terry uh, Gallagher? Terry Gallagher has been a huge part of the podcast. Right, um, getting back on. He's had, um, what, what's his name? We're, we're forgetting, um, the young guy, uh, uh, help me out, Dave. Um, uh, did, did quite a bit of work for us, uh, helped us with graphics, et cetera. Did some on air stuff for us. Sutton young. Can you Sutton young? Thank you. Yes. Yeah, Sutton young. Another, Another guy that's helped us over the last six years. No doubt. Bo. I think Dave is – Dave, you, you've got a horrible internet connection tonight. Apparently, while Bob, Bob Bubba hasn't been using his internet, you've been using it instead. <laughs> Can you hear me? Can now. Okay. All right. Maybe I need to reset it. It'll be too late, but it will do it after the show. But, um, again, thanks for everybody. Uh, uh, by the way, speaking of – and Dave froze again. Dave, are you with us? Okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and close this thing out. Hey, uh, Dave, are you back? I'm back. I was close it out, I'm, Dave. Close it out. I'm trying to. We're uh, thanks to our good friend Mark Minikasi from PGXGloves.com. He's been with us for a long, long time, and um, we're actually going to get our gloves uh, for. My son and daughter, they're getting ready to have baseball and, man, baseball and uh, softball are just a few weeks away for us. So to get ready to start practicing in the matter of a few weeks. But uh, go to pgxgloves.com. They have everything, right, Kyle? Yeah, any kind of gloves you need from golf to baseball, batting gloves. Uh, if you're a wide receiver, uh, receiving gloves, uh, any of you gentlemen out there to play golf, go get you some golf gloves. pgxgloves.com. Mark Minikazi will hook you up. Uh, do we have a promo code right now uh, to put in for the for the listeners to save money? I believe it was the ECU. 
Okay, so you can try that. We know that was the promo code last year. I think uh, it's I, 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 for, I forget how much it saved people, but put in promo code EC. Say again? I believe it was 20% off. 20% off of promo code ECU. Put it in at checkout. All right, it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, uh, that Campbell game is on Tuesday, and then we have the Carolina Series Friday. It's going to be in, in Chapel Hill Saturday at Segra Stadium in Fayetteville. And Sunday, get your tickets for that Clark O'Claire. That's going to be a great game at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Thanks to everybody. Uh, Jeff Collins says, Go Pirates. Appreciate you, Jeff. Uh, Robert, John, everybody tuning in tonight. And if you're listening on, we do it every Sunday night. So be sure this is episode one. I think this is like uh, season five we've done for extra innings. And again, thanks to PGX Club. We'll get out of here. Thank you, everybody. And as always, good night and go Pirates. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates.